welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered. The beauty podcast, what do we say? The <laughs> podcast that helps you navigate the beauty industry. And cut through the bullshit. I'm Lisa and I'm sick. She sounds like absolute trash. I'm Alex. I'm not sick. Just oh, fully for fuck's sick. sake, my mum's calling me. She better be dropping me milk. One moment, please. You are so nasally. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. It'll go. You'll get used to it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. This is worse than COVID. And here's the plot twist. It might just be COVID again. <laughs> because despite it only being 28 days since I last contracted COVID, um, you know, like 21 if if you from count the from the end, you know, yeah. Yeah. I am very unwell. I have a cough, a headache, fevers, lethargy, and I managed to also spread COVID to Brenton without having COVID myself. <laughs> you absolutely have COVID. I have tested negative. Like I can't, I can't. There's nothing to suggest that I have COVID except for my COVID symptoms. And then, so the thing is I called the doctor on Wednesday for a telehealth appointment because I was like, I needed a medical certificate for work because I was like, I can't, I can't fucking work. I can't mm. even open my I'm eyes. dying, yeah. And um, she's like, okay, um, how long? I'm like, it's not COVID. I've just got the super cold that's going around. Um, it's not COVID because I only had COVID like four weeks ago. And she's like, when exactly did you have it? And I'm like, went into my calendar. I'm like, I can't remember what it was, the 8th of March or something. Mm. She's like, okay. She's like, it's a bit like on the cusp. And does anyone else in your household have COVID? Like, or in your family, she said, have COVID? And I said, uh, n- yeah, my sister has COVID, but she's. I didn't know your um, sister had COVID. Yeah, my sister had COVID. Not anymore. Like three days ago, she was finishing off a little COVID wrap at like 38 oh, weeks ago. Um, but I hadn't seen her. I really hadn't seen her. I know, but you literally live next door to her. It probably wafted in the air I know, it into probably your wafted window. out of her, like, yeah, the range hood vent or something into me. <laughs> and then I'm like, but I haven't seen her. And she's like, okay. And then the next day Brenton tested positive. And I'm like, fuck, what if I had said someone in the household does have COVID? Should I, like, do you think the doctor would have said anything different? I'm not going to go get a PCR because I think that that will still also show negative. So here is my theory. You know how they're saying, like, people can't get reinfected within – 30 days or 40 days or whatever, are people just not showing, like, do you just not show positive? Do you just not test? I have, I literally have no idea, but I remember, didn't I get sick again not that long after I had COVID as well? Yeah, I do know. And like, I know a lot of people like live, her partner had COVID, she had like a virus and then seven days later got a cold. So it could just be a virus, absolutely. It's just that this is worse than COVID. Like this virus is worse than COVID. Everyone does say that I'm a bit suspicious about the fact that Brenton's got COVID now. Yeah, no shit, you should be suspicious. But like I I also guess you'll know if at Brenton's day six when you contract COVID again, (laughs) if this is COVID or not. Because you won't and, catch it back to back. Like if you've got it right now, you're not going to continue to catch it for seven days. So like yeah. you'll, you'll find out. And the worst part is as well, like technically I can leave the house, but like obviously no one's letting me and I also feel bad. But also, mm. so Brenton's family's away, my family's away, and they're like, don't you dare come to the fucking beach house. I'm like, oh, fuck you, bitches. So then I can't leave Brenton. Because there's no one else to, like, do any food shopping. But then, like, can I go food shopping? Because, like, I've got symptoms. But also, I don't have COVID. Oh, my God. It's just a whole thing. And I think that we're going to end up living off, like, tubs of butter and Baked frozen beans. fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, yeah. shit. Anyway, way, way cooler, better, happier news than me potentially having COVID seven times in a row is um, you got a house. Well, I'm more interested in you getting COVID seven times. Oh, right? yeah, okay. That's way better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, that is fucking COVID. I don't care what you say. It's just a virus. <laughs> really COVID-y sounding virus. Have you done another rat test? You did one yesterday. I've you just done need two. To keep doing them every day. I don't believe you. Um. Yeah, I bought a house. Finally. Finally. Fuck. I know. And then, like, as we've bought the house... House prices have definitely dropped in the last week. And I'm like, the day, the day you dropped them. Literally, maybe paid too much for this house, but it's fine because I'm going to live in it for 20 years and it's going to be worth a squillion dollars more in it 20 years. Than it, is worth, now. it will literally be worth, your house will literally be worth $10 million in seven years. 
Wow. Imagine I don't know. those I games. Don't know, but I think so. I, like that's a made-up <laughs> fact, but it feels right. I think in 20 years it could absolutely be worth like $8 million. That feels like – I think that's about inflation, right? I'm, I am I mean, I don't think Croydon South is becoming the next Turac, but No, maybe. but Turac will be worth $400 million yeah. by then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. prices can't keep going up that much because like functionally it doesn't make sense. No one will be able to buy. Like – the only yeah, but people we'll who all own earning, houses we'll, are the people who own houses. No, I think that I just think that money will just go up. Like, yes, no one will be able to afford, but also money will just go up. Ugh, can the money hurry up and go up, please, before the house prices? Because I need more money now. It's just exhausting. It's like when you're in another con- currency, like c- country and currency, mm. and they're like, "That's one hundred rupee for like a Kit Kat," and you're like, yeah. "Can't you just drop the numbers down?" It's a bit like hard for me to like carry the zeros and shit. That's what we're gonna be like. Seriously, except we're like that in reverse at the moment. I'm like, hundred dollars for a Kit Kat. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah, two hundred dollars to fill up my petrol tank. Sure, <laughs> sounds good. Anyway, yeah, bought a house. I'm going to say from here on out that it's in Ringwood East. I don't care what anybody says. If I stick my hand over the back fence, I'm in Ringwood East. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in, the nice, you're in the nice pocket of a potentially shit suburb, whereas I'm in the crack hole part of an okay suburb. Correct. So we take the opposite approach and forget that three, street, three houses down from me is Scoresby. We do forget. We choose to forget. It's we selective. Choose, we opt to forget. Forgetness. <laughs> Um, so she's got this big old house on this big old block with these beautiful features and it's in a crescent, basically bowl of the court vibes. You can put a bloody basketball ring out the front. You can play cricket in your court, whereas I'd get killed if I did that by the hoons. It's not a court. It's actually quite a long street. I can't wait for you to come and visit. Also, can't play basketball in the front driveway because if you lose the ball, you'll be chasing it for six months because my driveway is almost vertical in hill. So it's basketball out the back only. Okay. But <laughs> or you need actually, like a- I think there's an elite spot for basketball. I remember looking and being like, oh. Oh, the parking. The parking spot. So much space for parking, guys. So much space for parking. Yeah, if you can That's the over, basketball everyone. arena. Yeah, yeah, everyone come over. So that's super exciting. And a very short settlement. Should be there in a month. Yeah, four more episodes and I'll be there, basically. Holy shit. When, well, we might start doubles. So maybe, maybe eight more episodes, maybe six. Who knows? Lisa's keen. Oh, also – the best news, I have to fill everyone in. Yeah. Big Alex Ash premonitions. Last week's episode, we discussed that my dear friend um, Jackie Alexander was going to babysit my foster dog Pumpkin for the night and Alex said, quote, maybe she'll find you an adopter with her gazillion followers. Anyway, she didn't need her gazillion followers because her sister mm. Evie came over too, fell in love and Evie took Pumpkin home yesterday. Oh, it happened yesterday. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I need to follow Evie so that I can stalk because I always follow the adopters of your dog. Yes. So now I'm going to have to follow Evie. Sorry, Evie. Yep. <laughs> yes, so, so cute. And so, um, yeah. Have you had an update yet? How are they going? Yeah, I've had heaps. So she did two wee's inside last night, but that's miraculous because the second pumpkin drinks a sip of water, she pisses. Like all her mistakes happen one centimetre from the water bowl. It's like she's so – she needs to wee, she needs to wee, she can hold it. And then she drinks so much water and then she's like, oh, God. Like she's never pooed inside. It's just she doesn't know her bladder. Anyway. She's so like she, over capacity and she puts yes, more water in and then and the she drinks more. That's it. Um, it's like a negative flow chamber situation. Anyway, yeah. she slept through really well. Yeah, she's doing really well. I, despite the fact that she was no longer in my home, woke up three times to the sounds of pumpkin, which are apparently in my head. Well, that's good to know. Maybe you should get that looked at before you get another foster dog. <laughs> no, I always hear it. I always hear like fake noises. I said to Brenton, if we have kids, like I will hear fake crying in my head and it will wake me up 100%. Oh, that's so annoying. It's so you. annoying. But then there was actually some distant, like probably in schools, we, some, some dogs making noises and I did like they roused me. <laughs> Not aroused. No. <laughs> They, it's my maternal, it's like my dog maternal instinct. I can hear a dog barking and be like, hmm. Is it mine? <laughs> That's the scary thing about moving into a new house, that I don't know what my neighbor's dog situation will be like. And I hope that I'm not moving in next door to a chronic barker because imagine that. That would be disastrous. <sighs> it's the risks that you take with moving into a new home. It's like completely new neighborhood. But I'm hoping that like I'm going to outwit, outplay, outlast every person in my street because I'm pretty sure that they're all already like plus 50. 
50 plus. <laughs> yeah, but that's also stressful because that means like if you like them and they're nice, like in 30 years if you're still there, you might have a whole new neighbourhood. Yeah, I met Graham who's our next door neighbour. He's got to be at least 70. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Excellent. I'm Alex and this is Adrian. And he was like, hi, I'm Graham. I've lived here for 42 years. And I was like, that's how long we're hoping to live here for. He's like, I won't be here that much longer. <laughs> I was like, okay, Graham, thank you. God, he sounds like a bundle of fun. I did think, though, if Graham could get the bins down the driveway, (laughs) we'll be fine. So can you. Oh, my God. So I did not have this driveway in my head, and now I'm totally blindsided by your house. Mate, wait till you come. It's almost vertical. Like, you look at it from the street and you think, that's a steep hill. But then when you're walking up it, you're like, (laughs) there's a severe (gasps) lack of steps to help me with the... You know, it's it's a drive-up driveway for all old people only. There's no one who's going to be walking up it. I don't know how the postie's going to get our parcels in. Oh, <laughs> going to no. need a parcel locker at the bottom. Yeah, w- wait, why isn't your letterbox on the street? Oh, okay, it is parcels, on the street, parcels, but parcels. parcels. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, maybe you do need to. I would maybe suggest getting the big the big parcel letterbox. I think I'm going to need to. Um, Is there enough room that I don't have to reverse down? Because I'm absolutely not reversing down that vertical driveway. Like, is there enough for me to do a three-point turn, come up, park in the little parking spot slash basketball arena, and then turn around? Yeah, if you park in the parking spot slash basketball arena, you can definitely do a reverse towards the garage and then drive down straight. I truly think driving down straight would feel like a roller coaster, though. You would be like, the car's going to (laughs) flip. Okay. Enough about driveways, honestly. So much about driveways. Um, should we move into beauty news? Oh, wait. First of all, I have a corrections corner. Hannah English's book is on pre-order. I said it was out now. The website that I was on said, buy now. That's misleading. should yeah. say pre-order now. So I'm sorry if that's my fault. It should say buy now for pre-order if you're going to be elusive. Buy now for delivery from June 1st. Don't care what it says. Just make it clearer. Yeah. Also, did you guys like our lifestyle edit? Yeah, week. we got heaps of DMs. Maybe I just read them all and didn't tell you about it. I think you did. <laughs> maybe we did. Maybe we got heaps asking for it and not heaps saying you liked it. But I'm pretty sure that we did get messages saying that they liked it. Mm-hmm. But like, definitely DM us, and we have a pretty extensive list from the first time we asked. But if you're on the hunt for anything, uh, we'll do it. Let me so- just jump into our Bitly and see what people clicked on most because I'm a nosy bitch and I want to know whose underwear they liked the best. Oh, Tata Tamer from Lululemon. People got the big boobies. Yeah. Uh, fits everybody underwear. Oh, and the dip front thong. That was the most popular. Yeah. Mm. Dip front thong. Whenever I hear dip front mm. thong, I think of dip thong, which is like the name of like a – it's like a linguistics term and it just sounds – never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the three speech pathologists who listen to this will be nah, nodding they'll be, their heads. There'll be, so, be some teachers that understand what a diphthong is. Anyway. Beauty news? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, that's the tea on that. So I got an email this week from Cult Beauty saying that they have launched a rewards and recognition program. And I was like, wow, they weren't doing that. time. Yeah. The thing is, we never know because we create a new email every time to get that sweet, sweet 15% off. <laughs> it's true. However, it's for every £100 you spend, you get £5 off. So you get 5% off every purchase pretty much once you hit a level. Any money off feels good. And I feel like with beauty loyalty programs, often it's in gifts versus cashola mm-hmm. off. So absolutely appreciate that it's interesting they took so long and it also is proof to show that we're feeling like the ranging of online retailers is now getting so vast and so non-exclusive that it really does depend on packaging options shipping and delivery speed and loyalty programs completely I wonder whether the discount for your rewards stacks with other discounts like if they've got 20% off and you've got your reward 5%, can I get that as well? Like I would really like to know. Mm. Um, while we're talking about Colt Beauty, I also wanted to flag that they've currently got 20% off until the 19th, which I believe is Monday, but I could be wrong because it's Good Friday and who knows what date that is. So if you need to stock up on skincare or makeup, 20% is a very good promotion. Hell yeah. That's going to force me to buy stuff. Also, I love the long weekend. And in fact, I haven't actually had any sale emails yet, but I'm almost certain that every Easter long weekend, because Brunson always goes away and I normally stay home, I spend thousands and thousands of dollars. And I already started last night. 
What did you buy last night? So I sent Liv an email being like, here's my current wish list. And I just sent her like a couple of items and she was like, love, love, love them all. And then I like 15 minutes later, I I bought all of the items on the wish list. So I bought. Where from? um, I did an under the stories order and an eco D order. I bought uh, the classic cotton shirt in white from And Other Stories. Mm-hmm. I bought a cropped knit top from And Other Stories. And I bought an oversized single button wool coat, which is like a wool blo- wool blazer. Oh, nice. I really want a wool blazer. What color is it? Yeah, I was going to send it to you mm. because I knew you wanted a wool blazer. But then I didn't. But maybe and if I, I don't it. like it, you can try it on. <laughs> I think it's not going to suit me because um, – a TikTok told me that my style was um, silly seven-year-old boy. <laughs> Literally is. Yeah, like striped tee, like straight leg converse. jeans and like a converse. Yeah. yeah, and like a stupid little cap sometimes, so 100%. Um, so I think I'm going to feel a bit too corporate in it, but it's nice. I bought it in like a beige. Which one? Is, what's it called, sorry? It's called Oversized Single Button Wool Coat RWS Wool. It's two hundred nineteen dollars, which I feel Holy like. Holy shit! I don't think that's that bad. Aren't coats expensive? Yeah, they are. If you like then, them and it's worth paying for, yeah. Oh yeah, I see what it is. I like. But the thing bit. is, shipping was free. <laughs> so like, all of it was basically free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, Gosh. and then I bought. If you think that's bad, wait till we hear what I spent on a cardigan, Alex. Where did you get a cardigan from? I really want one. I know because you were frothing over my cardigan the other day. Fuck, um, I'm still buying all the things that I want to – I mean, no, please continue because I don't have any money to ever spend again and yeah, I'll borrow them. have fun with that. Have fun with that. <laughs> um, I bought the Zabi cardigan from American Vintage, which is at EcoD. If you – if like when I saw the brand name, I was like, I feel like that gives me the ick. But it's just like a – I think it's navy or it might be black, like button-down cardigan, but you can like wear it all the way up or wear it open. It's really cute. Um, mm-hmm. I blacked out when I paid for it. I think it was like $307. Oops. Anyway. Yeah, it looks like 345. Anyway, shipping was free, so <laughs> can't wait for all those things to arrive. You are chaotic. Is that all? Yeah. That's that's all. That's all. Okay. And I've got my replacement red jumper in the mail coming soon. Bought it I'm two sizes shocked larger. That you sent it back in the first place. I'm shocked you only bought two sizes larger. Wow. Oh my god, it's still going to be two smaller. <laughs> It might be, might be thing. And then I just said to Brenton, um, I think I want to buy the Jackie Alexander Tony Bianco boots. It's not a collab. It's just everyone knows the ones. Yes, yes, yes. Eight centimeter napper heel or something. I think I made that word up. Anyway, um, and he goes, yeah, they're nice. You just don't leave the house. <laughs> like fine. that's what that's what he said. And I was like, okay. Guess but I'll also, keep up with seven-year-old boy then. That's it. He's not wrong. Your style is silly seven-year-old boy and not mildly dressed up. Smart casual? What do you even call that, like, style? Well, the thing is, I was Corporate like, casual? if all of the things from this order that I will probably return because they don't meet silly seven-year-old boy, how cute would it be if I had, like, got this little black skirt from Inku and I'd, I'd, then I'd just tan my thigh to my upper knee <laughs> and then I'd wear the boots and then I'd wear my white crisp shirt and then I'd wear – Either the cardigan, fucking cute, or I could wear the red um, cashmere jumper. jumper like over the shoulders. Mm, I love the outfit. It's hot in my mind. You'll never wear it. What about one day when I have to go back to the office? Oh, yeah, yeah. You could wear it. Also, I was supposed like, to go out last dinner. night. I was going to go to David O'Doherty last night and dinner, and I was so excited about it. Me and my friend Felicity have been every year excluding COVID since we were like 18. We love it. Aww. Genuinely, we're like seven to seven different shows. And then Brenton tested positive like moments before I was supposed to leave the house and I was like, I still have symptoms. I really don't think I should go. And that was for the best because yeah. I was in like a sweaty kind of rock back and forth mess by the time like I should have been at the show. It wouldn't have landed well. No. Um, so that's really sad. I'm sad for you that you didn't get to go. And I'm sad for Felicity that you bailed on her last No, night. no, no, no. Because I was going with this year. Alison was like, I'm joining on your David O'Doherty date. Hope you don't mind. Oh, I'm perfect. like, absolutely, let's go. So, um. And also Felicity's friend Hannah replaced my, like I just said, take my ticket. So they had fun without me and <laughs> I want to go. Anyway, back to BD News. <laughs> Even worse. Um, wow, what a tangent that was. Absolutely. Wayne Goss is launching Complexion. He is launching a double-sided Cream? applicator, which is just, sorry, wait, what? 
Isn't he launching a cream foundation? Excuse me. I just said he's launching complexion. If you would let me finish my sentence. Oh, you just started with the applicator. It doesn't feel like that's the like that's the product. He's launching a complexion. <laughs> it includes double-sided applicator, a velour sponge, an invisible setting powder, and a cream foundation. Amazing. I'm now that I've finished my sentence, you may comment. Ooh, cream foundation. Thank you. <laughs> it has a natural skin finish. It's flexible based on skin prep used. There are 12 shades. He's like, I know you're all going to be like, what, 12 shades? But he's like, this is all completely self-funded. I, of course, intend to expand the range, but I could not have launched with any more. The thing is, mm. shade number one was like borderline white slash mixing medium. Like he said mm. that you can buy it and use that to mix in with all of your other concealers to create the same undertone but a yeah. lighter shade for like concealer and stuff. And I did see the darker shade. It looked pretty deep. So I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of gaps between the shades but it did look like a relatively representative range and he's pretty good at always commenting and being inclusive of both older skin types and also darker skin tones. So I think it, the range yeah. should be relatively inclusive. I haven't seen a lineup or like a – distribution thing but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt the thing is it's 29 percent pigment so it's very full coverage so i think it's really interesting that there's only 12 shades because there's not a lot of flexibility but the whole thing is you can cheer it out so whatever um i've seen a lineup it does go it does weigh very fair if you can see from this swatch lineup the lightest color on the deepest arm is definitely a medium shade. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way that's a dark person's color. Yeah, I really hate the way that things are swatched these days, which are like a light arm, a medium arm, and a dark arm, and then the yeah. shades on them because they like just do the shades that match. Don't do the shades that uh, don't match. I find that really. They've confusing. also been cheeky, cheeky, and made it look like there's heaps more colors by swatching one, two, three, four, five on the deepest arm than four five six seven eight nine on the mm. middle arm and then six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve on the lightest arm so it's like yeah yeah, yeah. you're reaching but also what he has done which yes. you don't see in many foundation ranges is that one is the darker shade mm. uh, and 12 is the lighter shade because doesn't that mean that like one to 12 right he's gone as light as he possibly can with 12 has he gone as deep as he possibly can with one? Unsure. So what do you do to expand that range? Point Renumber 5, them? That doesn't seem like it's going to be enough. Or renumber Like there's right. not they enough. Should had, they should have had names instead of number numbers yeah. if you're planning to relaunch. Very valid point, Alex Ash. Alex Morris. Wow. Also, it comes in a container not dissimilar looking to the Glossier stretch concealer but obviously larger because it's a foundation which I find is interesting because I'm a real apply my foundation with my fingers person and it would really require you to decant it with a spatula or something to not be sticking your fingers in that every single time like it's just such a lot of product but in no way are you applying a cream foundation like that with your fingers this is like RCMA cream stick foundation this is designed for people that would mm. use a cryolin stick or professional makeup artists that use cream foundations in their kit for the flexibility. I don't think this is necessarily like your day-to-day foundation for most people. It's going to be a foundation for people that like Wayne Goss mm. or a foundation for makeup artists. Um, okay. Because the whole thing with cream foundations is it's like you've got to set appropriately for an oily skin type or prep appropriately for a dry skin type. You shear out or build up as as you want. It's very – very kit friendly and flexible but not necessarily like why wouldn't you just buy something that suits your finish skin type and coverage needs Mm. if you're only using that one product do you know what I mean Mm, mm, yeah so yeah um he is doing what he's done with a lot of products and like you see this happen with all makeup artists it's like they have a product that they love and use all the time and they bring out their version of it he's bringing out the RCMA cream and then the I think it's like Il Maquillage or something that he uses, cream sticks. He's always used those in his kit and this is his version of them. Mm, Okay. Well, go off, Wangos. Yeah. He said that the velour puff thing that he's launched is designed to apply it in the smoothest, most poreless way and that by really working it into the skin, you can literally create a poreless finish 
and he's done that for more mature skin so that you can really, really smooth the skin. He says it doesn't have any skincare claims or your skin will look brighter or whatever. This foundation is a cosmetic and it is designed to make your skin look as smooth and as good as possible. And I was like, I like that. I like that too. Interesting that sponge applicator thing, Velour sponge, is it like a beauty blender or is it like a flat, like it's powder It's like a flat one like you'd use to a, like with the Laura Mercier translucent powder. Isn't that exactly what Tati Beauty had launched as her sponge? Yeah. Yeah. How interesting. Very old school makeup artist product. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from this. Next up in beauty news, everyone has been talking about Road Beauty, aka Road Skincare, aka Hailey Bieber's skincare. Did I just call her Beaver? <laughs> Hailey <laughs> Bieber's so. skincare line, which is being promoted quite heavily with the picture of Hailey with a glazed, like, iced donut. Um, skincare community is going off. She reckons that. It's not going to be like anything else. She said that her inspiration has been like what Jen Atkin did with Way versus like what oh she used some other oh, what Kim Kardashian did with KKW Beauty. She's trying to like apparently disrupt the skincare space, which will be interesting, especially at the more affordable price point that she's coming in at. Like she's saying most products will be around thirty USD, which is like Kylie skincare prices. Um, mm. And two things. First of all, she wasn't able to call it Bieber Beauty apparently because Justin Bieber has that trademark already. Oh, my God. Yeah. He wouldn't and, give it up. And he wouldn't give it up to his wife, which is curious. And the Reddit community is like, will this be a Fenty or will this be an REM? And I am obsessed with the fact that they are the two polarities that people are drawing on for, like, comparing celebrity skincare lines. Like, Ariana Grande, really sorry, but apparently you're a massive fucking flop, according to Reddit. Ooh. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know how I think it will be. Everyone's saying that she's, like, a nobody. Like, they're not interested in what she has to do or say. She's not an expert in the space. She's just a pretty person who's married to Justin Bieber. Yeah, but have you seen her fucking skin? (laughs) I know, and her fashion. Like, I think she's incredible. She's like, she's flawless. Yeah, yeah. So, I think of all like, if you said like, what celebrity has like the most angel face skin ever? I would say Hailey Bieber. Yeah, I probably wouldn't because I probably would forget her name. <laughs> but honestly, the best. Final piece of beauty news this week: Bondi Boost has sold to a American venture capital private investment company. They have not disclosed what the price was, but they did say last year that Bondi Boost had reached $80 million in sales, apparently. They will continue to operate out of Australia and product development will continue to come out of Australia, but apparently they're just going to be putting, like, you know, international expansion, logistics, product development systems all over the world to make it more expansive. So that's interesting. I feel like Bondi Boost, you know, two years ago was everywhere. And I can't remember the last sponsored ad, influencer, whatever, that I saw talking about Bondi Boost in the last six months. Maybe they've been focusing their market into, like, other countries because they kind of clocked Australia. Do you feel the same? Yeah, absolutely. We don't see any Australian influencers talking about them at the moment. No. Hmm. Hmm. Apparently they've had massive success in the US and the UK, so good on them. I feel like anything with Bondi in the name automatically does well in other countries because, yeah. like, they understand Bondi Beach. And then they're like, oh, the Aussies love this. And it's like, okay. Anyway, um, that's it for beauty news. Yes, it is. You've got an I can't believe you didn't know that. I do. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. So Heidi, makeup artist, Heidi Mustafa, is that her name? Or did I make that up? You absolutely made that up. Is it her name, Heidi Hamoud? <gasps> it is. No, Heidi not- Mustafa, she changed her fucking name. Okay. Well, <laughs> I haven't heard of her in seven years. She yes, d- I- she's nowhere. Is she still a thing? Yeah, yeah. She's had babies and she's like not really into the beauty community anymore. But she the still is not. She was such a crippling, crippling introvert, social anxious person that like her being YouTube famous was an absolute fucking nightmare for her. Do you remember she would like, she was, I think she lived around ish Doncaster area because she'd come into Mecca and she was like a, a mouse personified. She was the tiniest, quietest, gentlest person. And I can't even yeah. imagine someone going up to her and being like, oh my God, I follow you. Cause she would have been like, okay, thanks. <laughs> she was lovely. No, I she, she, was, she was, but it yeah. was like, she's not the person you see in a YouTube video, you know? Yes. Anyway, anyway this she's week, still a thing. she did a Instagram story being like, I've been a makeup artist for like 20 years and I never realized that most eyeliners that are wind-up eyeliners have a pencil in the bottom of the eyeliner. Duh. And that was a huge, I can't believe you didn't know that, because apparently her whole audience lost their tiny minds over it. She was like, I've always just sharpened them with a regular no, sharpener and destroyed the top. Yeah. Why yeah. are people fucking idiots? Okay. Do you know what? This is half on people being idiots and half on the sales assistant not abs- telling No, them. it's three quarters on the sales assistant because it's not like there's an instruction in the box. It's like, oh, and P.S., there's a tiny sharpener on the end of this. Yeah. How many wind-up eyeliners are there? I can only really think of the NARS ones and they actually don't wind up anymore. Don't they? Nah, the new ones are sharpenable. However, they still have that plastic coating. So all the people that have been burnt in the past are like, <laughs> This used to wind up and now I can't wind it up. And it's like, no, it sharpens. And they're like, no, no, no. The last time I sharpened it, fuck, it broke. And it's like, no, now they sharpen. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked you. Um, a lot of the ones from the like drugstore still have their plastic and they still have the little blob at the end. Yeah, I, hate, I don't like that for some reason. Even though I feel like you potentially waste less product that way. I would agree. You probably waste less product. I don't like that it never really files to a point though when you need a point. Like it only gets yeah, like a yeah. rounded tip. It gets top like a rounded it. tip. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's very true. Also, yeah. if you sharpen it too often and you're not cleaning the bottom of it, you're just shoving like pigment <sighs> into the base into and then the... that's going to get everywhere. Like, yeah. yeah, no, that's also very valid. It's a bit messy. Sometimes that comes off in your makeup bag and then you have like pencil bits flying about. I totally yes. get you. Yeah. I do feel like. I keep trashing pencils. Like I'll have a sharpener, right? And it's like the Bobby Brown sharpener that comes with the pencils that I normally like. And then I'll sharpen a lip pencil and it's like, oh, this sharpener's given up. And now mm. it gives me like, now it just pulls the pencil like out of the cavity yeah. and like breaks it. It's like, why do sharpeners give up like that? Why? Firstly, why are some sharpeners so much better than others? And why do some just expire and start to ruin all of your pencils? I think they're just not made with very good material and they no, just but get It's blunt. like the same one. It's like I have one Bobby Brown sharpener that ruins my pencils and one that doesn't. I keep not remembering which one's which. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I have another life hack. It's not and I can't believe you didn't know that, but I use my Nude Sticks Nudies containers. I put the sharpener in them and I keep one in my car and I keep like one in my makeup desk so that you can just sharpen straight into the container when you're out and about because nothing more annoying than having like sharpenings when you don't know what to do with them. Absolutely. I should buy them for my kit because I just normally like take a poo bag with me and sharpen it into a poo bag. Yeah, no, no. Bring the tiny little containers. It's so practical. That's genius. A lot of pencils do, sharpeners do have like the little capture. Yeah, bit on the but end. no one empties it and then you fill it so it much that the lid pops, pops off. <laughs> and it breaks in your makeup bag and then it's shavings. Yes, yes, yes. So Yes, true. yes, yes. Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? Okay, what's your beauty fave this week? 
my beauty fave is sitting next to me. And it's actually a shared beauty fave with Brenton. Oh. It is the Etch and Ethos Hydrating Body Wash in Summer Citrus. It is owned by Ego, so like the same people as QV, and it is harsh sulfate-free. I checked. It uses sodium lauryl sarcosinate instead of like sodium lauryl sulfate. Mm. Um, It feels very similar to QV, but you have the added benefit of it smelling a little bit nicer Mm. rather than QV, which smells like absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, Brenton really enjoys it. I really enjoy it. It hasn't given me eczema. It doesn't dry my skin out. I can use wow, it. Wow, that's, that's massive that it hasn't given you eczema because you're I know, like. I know. Says the person that can't even use normal QV. I, yeah. have, I have to use QV gentle because the normal QV is too stripping. That's insane. I'm shocked. I know, right? So it's really nice. And the fragrance is fine too. And I've like used it in well, like around the intimate areas and I'm not like busting out thrush or anything so (laughs) we love to see it and also the best part sorry so like when I buy the QV gentle wash you know I Mm. buy it in the chemist warehouse gigantuan size that fills Mm. my entire shower niche and just throws all of the you know proportions right off yeah this comes in a normal 300 gram container and comes with a refill so you can refill the smaller size and the refills see it a liter. It's a huge refill. Huge. Whereas currently, I have like the one point two five liter pump mechanism of QV in my shower, like wow. I'm a chemist warehouse. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I really like it. And the packaging is, it's. I mean, it's pretty like QV like, but it's a little bit cuter. Yeah, it's basically nondescript. Yeah, I'm like super, super pleased with it. I really like it. 95% naturally derived ingredients with 50% recycled materials. And obviously, if you're buying the one litre top up, you're going to be using less plastic because you're buying a larger size. So, yeah, really liked that. I've been liking it too. And I didn't know whether it wasn't drying me out because I just use soaps in the shower anyway. Like I was sort of like, this seems fine, like everything else, which seems fine to my skin. Yes. But I'm very glad to hear that it is because it, it has a texture very similar to QV. It just doesn't have the the residue that's left behind by the ceramides one, but the viscosity is quite similar. Yes. So yeah. I like the ceramide wash, but I can't like – I don't want to use that like in my butthole, you know, mm, <laughs> because like it leaves a residue. Too, yeah, right? it's too creamy. So – this is like a nice gel that like washes really clean. And then I do have the QV for like if I want a little bit of hydration on my body, which means the middle ground, which is just the QV gentle wash without ceramides, it's kind of redundant now. Yeah. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Uh, what's your beauty fave? My beauty fave this week is Sunday Riley UFO. Weird. You been pimply? I've been very pimply for a very long time. Just annoyingly pimply, like, but annoyingly pimply in a way, like, I've been getting pustules on my nose, like tiny little whitehead ones. Oh, you've got one too. I've got one right now. Yeah. And I bought UFO ages ago when my skin was actually really, really bad, but that was from medication and I didn't know at the time and I thought that I was having like a hormonal breakout, but it turned out that it was completely unrelated to anything I could control. Mm -hmm. other than stopping medication Mm -hmm. and so I kind of had bought this and then I'd used it it was only making my skin worse like it was making me purge at the time and I put it in the back of the cupboard and I was like I just don't think that's right for me but what I've done is actually followed the instructions which is to use it every other day (laughs) rather Mm. than using salicylic acid every day yeah it's so genius I think because of the formula right you're like oh my god it's so gentle and like in an oil formula it's stunning that you can so easily over exfoliate with UFO. Yes. And that is exactly what I think I had been doing yep. as well. So just twice a week or three times a week, it's beautiful. And mm. it actually does a nice job. And I think I've come to find that in my old age, being almost 30 this year, that peel pads in the extra strength are just too harsh for my skin at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know why, it's just not right for me. Whereas this does the salicylic acid that I need, but in a more gentle, you know, hand-holding kind of a way. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm into it and I'm liking it and I haven't had a purge from this, which is great. Nice. Yeah. I think treat it like a treatment, not like a serum, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I needed to take your, your advice on that earlier. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What is your non-beauty fave? I have two 
Yeah. My first one is the new Liar Liar podcast, which is a expose into the Sydney. If you like Who the Hell is Hamish and if you liked the Shaw Thing podcast, it's about like embezzlement. It's about mm-hmm. white um, collar crime, baby. White collar crime. Shit you can sleep to. Exactly. Her name, oh my gosh, it's completely slipped my mind. And I remembered it on the toilet before I came here. Melissa Caddick. I don't know if you remember, it was um, a case that happened a few years ago in Sydney. This woman, she disappeared. Her lawyer said that she had been, her her lawyer said that she died in court or had like committed suicide in court, but everyone thinks that she, because of her like large scale crime, has just like disappeared on purpose. Like she's, she's disappeared herself so that she doesn't get incriminated for the massive crimes that she committed. Anyway, I've, it's only up to episode one. It's hosted by the dude who's on A Current Affair or the lady who's on A Current Affair, I can't remember, and someone else. It's like Channel 9 produced. Um, it's actually really good because the hosts kind of talk to each other in a more casual way because there's two of them rather than one, which is the typical host structure for like mm-hmm. a crime podcast. And then it does go into like the more crimey, like typical stuff. Anyway, I'm liking it so far. Definitely worth a listen. And my other non-beauty fave is my new ceramic mug from Kate Bowman Ceramics, mm. who I would recommend everybody enjoying. <laughs> she owns um, a clay studio on the Mornington Peninsula called Stoker Studio, and she's a great artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I recognise yeah. the name. Yeah. Interesting. I have two as well. Oh, what are yours? The first is Borderline Salty, which is a new podcast with Carla Lally Music and Rick Martinez. So two Bon Appetit alumni. Yep. Need I say more? Like we all know that I fucking love Carla Lally Music and Rick Martinez is awesome. Um, He, again, was on BA. He was one of the big movers and shakers in the whole cancel culture thing at Bon Appetit because he was always told like, that recipe is too Mexican and shit. And he's like, well, I am Mexican. Anyway. Too Mexican? Yeah. It's like no one's going to eat that. Can you do guac and chips again? Anyway, <sighs> they're just great. They have really good like chemistry and I love a food podcast. We all know it. The next is Below Deck Down Under. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. An Australian one? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool to see parts of Australia. I think they're in – the Sundays and like Hayman area, Hayman Island area and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's still a disproportionate number of like uh, American guests because Americans like to cruise. So you still have the mm. same pretentious guests and the cast, there's a mix of American, Australian, South African. Like that's always the vibe. It's always Australians, New Zealand's, Americans and South Africans on boats. That's just like who works there. It's weird. I don't so why. weird. Oh, my God, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> I was watching it on a sick day and then I got to the end and it started playing like, you know on Hey You when like it just another random show comes up and it doesn't tell you that you've like finished the episodes. And I was like, oh, oh. I don't watch Hey You. Oh, I think I've caught up. And so now I need to wait for weekly episodes, which is the fucking worst. Anyway, it's the best. High recommend. That is great. I'm also – have we talked about luxury listings? Living for Oh, I was going to I was gonna have that too. I was going yeah. to have that too. I've only watched, I think, two or three episodes, but I will be watching that this weekend given I can't leave the house without feeling <laughs> like I might be spreading COVID. That's a good song. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your snack? <laughs> My snack of the week is chi- – <laughs> The irony Delicious. of what I'm about to say. My snack of the week is chicken soup. Uh, for the oh, soul. I made chicken soup yesterday. I posted it and everyone was like, damn, recipe. And I was like, I don't have a fucking recipe. No, you make that shit up. What, who needs a recipe for chicken soup? Well, the thing is, I'm never going to make it as good again. You know when that happens? Oh, I do hate that. Oh, So it was leeks, carrots, celery. Yeah. Um, sweat. Sweat those up. And then I chucked like two and a half chicken thighs in the bottom of a Dutch oven. Moved yep. the, you know vegetables out of the way gave that a little bit of serum browning flipped it and then I didn't have any like broth in the freezer or anything so I used pre-made stock which was maybe not my best decision because I walked after dinner and then I had to speed walk home due to the diarrhea exit (laughs) in my bottle (laughs) I think there was a lot of onion and garlic in the broth but anyway I used like you know one of those like liter things of stock Mm -hmm. which is so good and salty and delightful 
simmered it away and then I made like the little dumplings, you know, like the just the balls of like flour and like milk. No, it sounds delicious. Oh, it's like I don't know who does them. I think it might be like Polish and like a bit Jewish, like Eastern European vibes that put like dumplings in their soup. Anyway, it's literally like flour, milk or cream and like salt and baking powder and you drop them into the soup and they steam. Wow. But I think a lot of cultures do them because Brenton said, oh, it's like tupai or something, whatever, which is a Tongan thing, and they have them sweet. Like so they do like little puddings and then you steam it in like a sweet sauce. So it's like it's a very familiar thing to eat even if you haven't eaten it before because you're like, oh, doughy balls of doughiness. Anyway, Mm. you cook them in the broth so they get all chicken soupy and then you just can like eat. It's like a little soft, soggy crouton vibe that you can eat Mm. with the chicken. Mm. Oh, fucking so good. I looked at Brenton afterwards and I was like, did this just cure your COVID because it cured my virus? And he was like, I feel excellent. I was all warm inside. My throat stopped hurting. I went for a walk afterwards and then I had diarrhea and got the sweats and went to bed. So yeah. It was short-lived, but I felt so good. Can you make it for me one day? I'd really like to try those little dough balls. Um, 100%. 100%. And the good thing with the dough balls is, like, it's very easy to make and you've always got, you know, flour on you and you can do gluten-free flour or whatever. Mm. But you know how sometimes you put pasta in your soup yeah, and then, like, it absorbs all the your whole soup disappears and then yeah. the next day you look at it and you're like, oh, this is actually a solid Yes, it's a it's a very, very, very soggy <laughs> pasta solid, yeah. Yeah. I think with these, like, because you just do sort of six or eight sort of big ones in the soup, you could, like, take it out of the liquid and, like, store mm. it separately and then, like, pop it back in the next day. You're not going to have the absorption issue. Well, yeah. let, I can feed back on that because I've got one left in the leftover soup today. <laughs> and if I go in, it's just Giant. one big fucking thing. I'll be so sad. Mm, What's your snack? Well, speaking of dough balls, my snack Ooh. this week is the copious amounts of gluten-free hot cross buns that I've been eating. Mm. I can't say that I found a recipe that's worth sharing. What I can oh, wow. say is we did a cook-off at work. We're all gluten-free. We each made a batch of hot cross buns and we had a cro- hot cross bun off. The resounding recommendation if you are gluten-free and you're making a gluten-free hot cross bun is, number one, use a brioche recipe. For your bun because it makes it area and fluffier and softer and gluten-free bread is otherwise a rock which mine were rocks okay, number so two enriched dough yes add lots of spices more spices than you think oh. everyone use the recipe quantity more you need more <laughs> ginger allspice and like um cinnamon chuck it all in five spice the whole thing that gives me such bad reflux no it's a requirement other yeah, recommendation sure. Lots of fruit in gluten-free hot cross buns. Figs are a delight. Apricots, a delight. Tiny bit of orange peel and raisins. Again, more fruit than you require. Anyway, I've eaten my weight in hot cross buns that are gluten-free this week, and that's my snack. <laughs> that's really Yay for Easter. So you can tolerate <laughs> fruit. I See, that would just absolutely send me to hemorrhoid heaven. Yeah, I my intolerances other than gluten have all but gone, except that I've had the runs since I sold this house, so it's also hard for me to tell. <laughs> yeah. Stress. I ate so many pork dumplings that I oh, yeah, made yeah. myself the worst hemorrhoid of my fucking life. Thank you so much for listening. Very oh, we're much. done. Aren't we? We're finished on the hemorrhoid. Okay, no, yep. because I'm cutting the hemorrhoid bit out, Alex. Thanks for spoiling I just don't know where it actually ended then. Okay, well, me having diarrhea since I saw this house. <laughs> Great. You're welcome, everyone. It's time for me to go. Yeah, she's dying. And I'm going to Warrnambool. Yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, let us know, yeah, if you did like the lifestyle segment. We felt weird doing two back-to-back, but we thought we'll probably do it next week and we may do it as a second episode because I reckon the eps might run long if we get real chatty on – the segments there's a couple that i've been like wanting to discuss someone said i want a plates like a crockery oh, set that shit. i'll buy for myself that won't age I, I already know the answer to be fair my friend alice sent it to me i was like cool i want those and i'm gonna recommend those so like oh can you send it to me because i need to buy some crockery oh my now. god they're so gorgeous yeah, okay no props and then i kept I'm now, now that she it. sent you and alice's no. budget yeah now that she sent it to me i keep seeing them on like all of my the accounts i follow i'm like yes then also people want plain white tea and yeah. they also want coat slash trench that was huge and i feel like we need to do that soon because we're coming into coat slash trench 
seasons. So those will all be answered pretty soon. And also people want like the perfect boot, which I am also hunting for. Just Iron Williams full stop. Just buy them. No, not no, because when I, I mean, I own a pair, but I get very Lisa going to Berwick show as a young farmer in year seven with Tinto <laughs> Girls Grammar. Because, that's because you look like a young teenage boy who puts them on. <laughs> what do I need to do to stop it? Anyway, I think I've got a good, oh God, boots are just so hard, but like I'll, I'll we'll talk like combat versus Chelsea versus like car fire yeah. versus knee high. Like we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do some serious research. That one's going to need its own episode. Yeah, but from here on out, like, let's be honest, I don't own half as much stuff as Lisa, and so a few of these things are definitely going to be a recommendation on oh, my part of no, things 100%. that I aspire to buy, not own. Yeah, that's fun. But that's, that's part of fun. the joy, isn't it? It's like if I had Lisa's budget, what would I buy? These things. I don't own them all either, Alex. Says yes, the person that says you only have six items in your wardrobe, but then also when it's convenient to, like, slap me down, it's all, you have so many things. You I don't have six items in your wardrobe I anymore. Them. I can confirm. I still feel like I have nothing. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Have a great long weekend, everybody. I hope you're enjoying your Easter Monday, if you are listening to us on Monday, and enjoy the next long weekend. And we'll see you on the next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's how episodes work. Bye. Bye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.